Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hi everyone, welcome back to Modern Off-Grid DIY Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about biogas and biogas digesters. Alright, so I get a lot of comments and uh, feedback and people want to have a little bit more information on about the actual um, biogas, right, and how to start it up. Uh, So let's go over a couple things first that's going to help you big time. So if you're getting into biogas... The first thing you're going to need to do is either build a biodigester or purchase one. Um, Both options are available and there's many designs out there. So once you have your biodigester ready, now we need to do the startup process. So the startup process is actually pretty simple and straightforward. Um, The one thing I would like to stress is um, have patience because when you start up a biodigester, um, you know, it's not instant. It's not going to start producing usable gas right away. So I really want to stress that fact to be patient um, because depending on a lot of variables may determine how long it's going to take in order to start producing usable biogas. So let's let's start with the actual process. So you have your biodigester that is empty. So the easiest and fastest way to start your biodigester is to actually use fresh cow manure or fresh horse manure. Um, those are the, the actual easiest way to get it started. But you want to use really fresh manure because the microorganisms and fresh manure are, is still alive and still active. If you use old or dried up manure, you're almost wasting your time because the microorganisms in there have been dying off, Right. So it's a very crucial that you use fresh manure, okay? Now, once you have your fresh manure, and depending on the size of the biodigester that you have built, um, that's going to determine how much manure you're going to need in order to start the process up. So if you have a small biodigester, then you will need minimal amounts of manure to start it up. If you have a larger biodigester, then, well, you will need a lot more manure. Now, there's pros and cons to both as far as having a small biodigester and a larger biodigester. Uh, And it just depends on your needs and what you're trying to achieve. Uh, If you're actually trying to achieve having a lot of gas uh, and trying to consume and use that gas on a daily basis once your biodigester is up and running and producing gas daily... Um, I would suggest going with a bigger size biodigester, a larger size. That way you can produce more gas. Okay, so once you have your fresh manure and you determine the size of the biodigester that you're going to build or you bought or whatever you're going to use, um, I'll put it like this. The easiest way that I can kind of explain the amount of manure you're going to need to start up your biodigester Uh, I'll use an example of my real life experiences with biogas from my YouTube channel. So 
On my YouTube channel, I have a lot of videos and a lot of information regarding biogas. I show how to start it up. I show the whole process. I show using the actual gas, storing the gas. A lot of, lot of, lots of good tips and stuff. Definitely check out my YouTube channel if you haven't already. But let's get back to my experiences. So I want to give you a scale so that way you have a better idea of what you may need in order to start up your biodigester in terms of volume of manure. So um, in some of my, I've made many different types of biodigesters. Um, so let me give you an example of an IBC tank, International Bulk Container. Okay, They're used to transport all types of stuff all around the world. A lot of people use them for water for off-grid um, as long as it's, you know, whatever was in that container was, um, you know, safe. You know, you don't want nothing toxic in there because you don't want to obviously use that tank for drinking water, right? Um, but you can use any tank for a biodigester. It doesn't matter if it was used for any type of other product that was in it. It doesn't matter. So once you have your IBC tank like I did, um, in order for me to start up the process... For that size of an IBC tank, and I, I, I believe it was 275 gallons to maybe 300 gallons is what that container holds as far as volume of liquid of water, okay? So just to kind of give you an idea. So if your biodigester is, you know, a 100 gallons or a 1,000 gallons, then you can kind of base the volume that I'm about to tell you, you know, on the size of your biodigester because you can downsize the amount of manure and you can upsize the amount of manure, right? So uh, for my biodigester, I used six buckets, six five-gallon buckets of fresh manure. The actual buckets that I were, was using was six-gallon buckets, but I was not filling them all the way up to the very top because I had to make sure I could pour it into the biodigester. Um, so give or take, I was putting in roughly five gallons of um, bio, um, you know, manure in my biodigester, but I used five to six buckets, okay? So that would be 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, uh, about 30 pounds, I mean, sorry, 30 gallons of um, manure, right? Because we're thinking about a bucket, right, in gallons. So a five-gallon bucket, I was putting in about five to six buckets. Now, once you put the, the manure in, what you really want to do is mix that manure up with water. You want to, it's going to sound kind of weird, but you want to turn it into like a milkshake, okay, before you pour it into the biodigester. And the water that you're using to mix with it, try to have that water warm, if you can actually mix the manure with warm water as you're pouring it into your biodigester, and then once you're done, you're done, you know, adding your buckets of manure, you're going to have to top off the rest of the biodigester with more liquid. Even that liquid that you're going to throw in, that's just regular water or whatever it may be, as far as maybe wastewater, um, try to have the water as warm as possible. And it's really crucial because it'll really start the biodigester process way faster you can cut down four to five weeks of it's the starting up process down to one to two weeks easily that's a very big tip so make sure you have fresh manure make sure you're 
mixing it up with water to like a milkshake style, like a thick milkshake. And make sure that the water that you're mixing in the manure and putting into the bottle digester, the initial startup, try to get that water as warm as possible if you can. That will really help you out. Let me let me just restate that. It will really help you out. It will. I, I have done so much experiments and testing with my own biodigesters, and I can tell you from firsthand experience, um, putting cold water in with fresh manure will take will take a lot longer. And sometimes your patience can get thin because you're thinking it's not working. You start getting discouraged, you know. And that's why I stated early on. You got to have patience when you're working with biogas and biodigesters. So try to warm the water up. It, it, it'll save you a ton of time and headaches for sure. Now, the ongoing process, right? Because there is still going to be time from the time you start it up to the time it starts to actually start producing some type of gas. Now, the idea here is once you, you know, initially start the biodigester up, you on an ongoing basis daily you want to try to keep that biodigester as warm as possible the warmer you keep the biodigester the faster it'll create gas now that also works in your favor when you start feeding the biodigester because when the liquid that's in your biodigester is warmer or hotter when you add say food your your food waste right your food scraps into your biodigester to convert into biogas itself if the water in there is warmer, the microorganisms can thrive and they will break down that food that you're putting in there 10 times faster and produce a lot more gas way faster. Okay, so it's very crucial that you try to keep your biodigester as warm as possible. When your biodigester becomes cold, it will still produce gas, but it's going to be at a very... It's going to be at a slower rate, right? And so if it's producing at a slower rate, that can ver that can actually discourage you because you're thinking you're doing something wrong or it's like not working, right? But you just have to understand how a biodigester works. And if you think about a biodigester, think about it like your stomach. Your stomach is always warm. We eat food, it goes down and it gets broken down, right? And we as humans release gas and, you know, um, other byproducts, right? So think about your biodigester in those terms. Treat it like a stomach. Keep it as warm as possible. Start it up the right way. And then just have some patience. Now, for the first couple of days, just don't worry about it. Besides just trying to keep it warm. Because it's going to take some time for the gas to start, you know, the microorganisms to start spreading and breeding. And start actually creating some gas. Now, the first gas that you get out of your biodigester will not be flammable, okay? That's the point where you have to bleed off your system. Bleed off that unusable, unflammable gas. Just bleed it off, okay? And daily, what I would do is go out there and check to see if you have flammable gas. If you don't, bleed that gas off and then come back the next day. And keep doing that process until you start seeing you have a flammable, usable gas. At that point, once you do have a flammable and usable gas, now it's time to start feeding that biodigester. It's hungry. Now you can actually start putting your food waste in or whatever it is that you may be thinking about putting into your biodigester. 
that is the time to start feeding it because the microorganisms in there have started, they've spread it, they've multiplied. Um, now they're actually creating usable gas. Now it's time to feed them. Let them eat all that stuff that you want to put in there. And in return, it they will create a lot of biogas for you. So those are the that that's the basics of a biodigester in a very short form here. Um, maybe in another podcast or other podcasts that I make, I will go into more details about the ins and outs of um, biogas in a whole. Um, but I want to help a lot of people get their biodigesters started. I do get a lot of comments on my YouTube channel talking, you know, asking questions like, "Hey, it's it's producing slow. It's not producing a whole lot of gas, or you know, all these variables." And so it's hard for me to understand the type of biodigester you have, how big it is, what you put in it. You know, there's too many variables. So I'm hoping that this information here will find you well. I hope it will help you get on the biogas digester journey a lot easier and a lot faster. So anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in to my podcast here. I really help, I hope the information helps a lot of you out. And definitely stay tuned, guys. I have a lot of good information coming out on the on my podcast here, and I hope you guys join me. Go listen, download, and subscribe to the Modern Off-Grid DIY Podcast, available today on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. Modern Off-Grid DIY, inspiring others to think outside the box. Support the podcast today. It's also available on anchor.fm slash Free your mind, and there's already a ton of episodes for you to binge listen to and learn how to live off the grid in these modern times and do it yourself. Once again, it's titled Modern Off-Grid DIY. It's also available on Podbean, Stitcher, Breaker.audio, and Overcast.fm. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on new releases, Modern Off-Grid DIY. Go listen, download, and subscribe today.